Hey, Chilies. I hope you're having a great week. I'm so excited for this episode. Our guest is super funny and awesome. Her name is Emily Winter, and she's the host of the Comedians with Ghost Stories podcast. So if you like this podcast, you're going to love hers. Definitely check it out. But before that, let's get into her spooky story. You're listening to Real Chills with Meg Getz. Real scary silly real stories hey everybody welcome to the real chills podcast i am so excited to have uh, this guest on the show today she is the host of the podcast comedians with ghost stories emily winter emily how are you Great. Thank you for having me. Love talking about ghosty stuff all of the time, especially this time of year. Heck yeah. I'm so excited you could do the show. This is going to be so much fun. Um, but before we get started with your story, we always ask our guests the same question. And that is when it comes to the paranormal, where do you stand? Are you more of a skeptic or a true believer? I am a total believer and it's like why I started my podcast because you know how people say they have like an old soul and they like know things that I have a new soul and I <laughs> okay yeah I, I have a new soul in all the ways like you can tell me like don't drink that don't do that and I have to do it <laughs> like I have to like I have to try everything and I don't have any special powers and I don't feel like I'm particularly intuitive or anything. And so to be obsessed with all this stuff, but to not, I feel like I'm not gifted in this like way that sure. I can't exactly articulate, but it's, it's frustrating. It's a frustrating place to be in, <laughs> but yeah, but I totally believe I'm not there yet to, to really receive uh, what the, the world is possibly throwing at me all the time. There could be like a million ghosts in my frame right now. <laughs> right now, <laughs> talking to you all at once. Yeah. Um, have you, so this is before your story. Have you ever tried like a Ouija board or like a ghost box, anything like that? Yes, I have tried. I own a Ouija board and the last time I tried a Ouija board, it did not work. I brought it to a house in upstate New York with my friends. And I think like they weren't that into it. Mm. And I kind of felt like I couldn't get a good group of like believers together. Uh, but I, I do hesitate because so many people that I talked to on my podcast won't do Ouija boards and they're right. like portal to hell. Like, what are you doing? And so I've been a little bit more reluctant lately. Yeah. yeah. Also because oh. something happened uh, yeah, a couple years ago. That makes sense. Um, I actually, I think energy, I talk about this a lot on this podcast, but I think energy is like so important with anything like trying to talk to ghosts, like the energy you bring to it is, is really important. It's kind of like just talking to people. Like if you're not into talking to them, they're not going to be into talking to you. And what's kind of interesting. I had a guest, he's the host of the big seance podcast. It's, it's a very fun show, uh, Pat Keller. And he actually is like pro Ouija board. Like, he's really? like, yeah, he's like, it's just another tool to use to like, it's just as bad as like a ghost box or whatever else you're going to use. And I thought that was really like a really interesting perspective. Cause I'm kind of in the same camp of like, Ooh, but there is like a lot of literature on the, on it just being just a tool. And if you right. use it wisely, it's not going to hurt you. I love that so much. And that makes me really excited. And also my mother-in-law just sent me a, cause I did. So the first episode of this 
season of Comedians with Ghost Stories, I interviewed a woman who is really in touch with her pendulum and had like a bunch of stories about her pendulum. Oh, I listened. That one was so good. She it's was so awesome. scary. And yeah. she was like such a cool person. That's mm-hmm. that's like an old soul type person where she like knows stuff and just has intuition and ghosts are running all over her trying to get her attention. And yeah. So anyway, so then my I was telling my mother-in-law about it and she is into like stones and stuff so she got me a pendulum and um yeah like I started to use it and then I was asking it if the Yankees were gonna win (laughs) so much what else are you gonna ask that's great I didn't I didn't I wasn't gonna be like okay spell out how I'm gonna die you know I, I was like at the time I was um this was a couple months ago and I was pitching this thing, this story, I mean, as a TV show, as a movie, as, and I've been working on it for 11 years. And so I have like, so much, wow. so I, I was like, am I going to sell it? And, and the pendulum was like, oh yeah, 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 you are. And I was like, great. And I had like a wonderful week where I was just walking around, like I was about to sell something major. And then I asked it if the Yankees were going to win and then they lost. And I was like, well, it's all going in the Oh no. <laughs> come back to it with a fresh energy because I was right. like and I I have not yet to sell this project <laughs> so um I was like it's been lying to me the whole time uh yeah so anyway uh there's someone yeah. up there that's telling you what you want to hear it sounds like like they I feel need bad to, like, yeah I need to like go to yoga one day hang out like walk the dog hang out with my husband and be like okay we both feel really relaxed like let's you know let's try it with like good intentions yeah. I think Um, you can open yourself up so like I think the work you're doing is really good like if you're trying to to connect I do feel that it's like stretching I have been trying to open up my left hip and I just do a little work on it every day right suddenly (laughs) this morning it finally popped and I'm like okay so congrats thank you Yeah, I feel I've I've kind of had the same journey, but with like manifesting things where um, it's hit or miss. I'm all over the place with it. But I've also gotten this really bad habit where as much as I think the positive things will happen for me, the more I think of it, I'm convinced if I think too much about negative things, I'm putting it into the world. And that's just like too much. I have to back away at that point because like I'm a crazy person. Like I'll think like, what if my boyfriend dies and then I'll be like I'll I'll have to sit there and be like he's gonna live forever he's gonna live forever because I think that I put it into the world which is just a lot you know it's so hard because it's like you can't like if you just had if every thought that you think was like on a giant screen in Times Square or something it would be like a nightmare (laughs) but so it's like because these thoughts go through your head that are absolutely insane and then you're like oh god no 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 no." but I do think that there is like and positive thinking versus negative thinking it's been like proven that that is helpful to your life right it's good for your Mm -hmm. health it's good for you know I mean even if you're not talking about manifesting necessarily in like a very specific way it's like it's just proven to be better for your mood and for everything for longevity and so like I get that too yeah, in a couple hours. I love that. This was a fun tangent. Um, do you want to get into your stories? Sure. So, um, I don't, okay. Like I said, I'm a new soul. I don't have too much. What I have, I feel very strongly about, but before I even get into that, 
the most terrified I've ever, I just wanted to like throw this out here. The most terrified I've ever been in my entire life uh, was last summer. I went with some friends to the Wisconsin Dells, which is this like old tourist town in Wisconsin. And it's very weird and creepy and fun. Um, and we did something called ghost boat, which I thought was just going to be like a boat ride where they tell scary stories. No, they take you on this boat. And I, I popped so much edibles before I went. <laughs> Perfect. Like, That's good. Yeah, I was like, We're going to just sit there and listen to scary stories. I'm getting high. And I gave some edibles to my girlfriends that I was with and the guys didn't really want them or something. And, uh, so then we get to the, we get to the, we get to this like little Island or something and on the boat. And then it's basically like, you're going through caves and it's all an outdoor haunted house. And I was so high and people were like dressed as bushes coming out oh, screaming and no. I, I literally thought I'd have a heart attack die um and it was the scariest thing ever but it was so so much fun um and then my husband was like yeah I feel like they were all radioing to each other up ahead like watch out for that girl and her friends they're a mess like <laughs> very, that, very <laughs> so yeah so anyway that was wonderful and I could not highly recommend something like that enough go get high make yourself feel like your life is over so uh, <laughs> when it's over you yeah, you'll be I was going I feel like that's so much scarier than any actual paranormal thing <laughs> that you could experience. That sounds terrible. I am. Um, there's this place called Penhurst near Philly, and I took my little brother and his girlfriend, and she thought she would like haunted houses. And it was a bad time to learn she didn't because there were <laughs> three separate ones. There was like a haunted hayride a haunted corn maze and a haunted house and she was like after the first one she was like please don't make it make me and of course me and my brother were like come on you gotta do it you got it so she faced her fears too it's it's a A haunted corn maze sounds so scary because they're super scary on their own and then to be like chased oh just jumping out at any moment yeah it was rough that yeah i give her props for doing it i thought it was really fun but I'm crazy. So <laughs> I mean, it's like fun in a thrilling way. It's just, I think it's like so interesting when you can have, and it's part of the reason I love paranormal stuff when you can feel like you're on drugs without taking anything. Like there's yeah. so few things like, you know, like love and, and like fear and to be able to induce the, these like chemical reactions in yourself and basically put yourself on drugs for a minute is uh, kind of amazing. And like the human body is capable of so much and so that's kind of one of the reasons I love to play around with it. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, but so one of the stories, so I have one teeny tiny story and then something that happened to me that I brought upon myself by recording my podcast. So the thing, the, my teeny tiny story, which is like my only, uh, up until this point was my only brush with the paranormal was about like four years ago. I pre-pandemic, I went to a comedy festival in Pittsburgh, the Burning Bridges one. I don't know if you remember that. So my husband and I, we were just dating at the time. We went um, with some other people and we went to a coffee shop, um, just the two of us. And I, I don't, I was just looking it up. I cannot figure out what it is, but we were at this coffee shop that like served breakfast, lunch, and dinner, basically, we were sitting down, we were doing some work. And I turn my head a little bit and I see a nun in an incredibly like full habit, like a whole, like the whole thing all the way down to the ground. And she was just like, kind of 
close to me. And I was like, this is kind of wild. I've never seen a nun hanging out at a coffee shop, just standing there next to me. And how did I not notice her before? Then I looked back to my computer because I didn't want to be rude, you know, and you're like, oh, we weird, you know, and then I and then I looked again and it was not a nun. It was a very young, small woman in a yellow dress. And so then I, yeah, so then I was like, what is this place? And it turned out that this coffee shop used to be a nunnery. (gasps) So that was fun. Yeah. That is such a good story. What are you talking? You have a great story. (laughs) That's like so short and fast and it's not corroborated. And I didn't, you know, so it's cool. Like it was proven later. I was like, oh, when I looked it up, like my, my uncle lives in Pittsburgh. So I asked him about it and he was like, oh yeah, yeah. They used to used to be um home for the nuns and so anyway that was very cool so what do you Um, think she was do you think she was a ghost or time slip? there's so many things that it could have been well is a ghost different from a time slip i think that like a ghost is like sentient in the current day and like a time slip is like you're there's some sort of glitch and you're looking into a scene happening in the past that's kind of how i define like the difference so I guess I felt like this was more, I don't know, of a time slip or something. I don't know, because it was so weird to just, and it wasn't that no one was there. There was a woman in her place, but this nun was so tall and her, and I went to Catholic school. So I definitely know like the look, like the, the different look, types of habits yeah. and stuff. And like, and then like the, then it was just a woman in the yellow sundress. So I'm like, why did I see that? Was that, yeah. Was that her now? Was that her? I felt like then I don't know yeah did she yeah. look like uh, th- I'm assuming this was a really fast look so it's okay if you don't know Very but fast look. did she was she like looking at you or was she looking her I don't really know I don't mm. really know if she was like because she was kind of looking ahead but that would have included me um she just had a very like blank face but also that's what nuns do is have sort of blank countenances you know yeah. like it's like, generally not very expressive um and so I was just like which I, I remember also the cross she was wearing a big cross mm. yeah so that was it was very fast and then also like I told my husband and he was like what oh did you know they threw beer before noon here and I was like I made that up. Yeah. She was probably just judging this interaction. She was like, be a nun. Come with us. Come with us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't get any help from him. He was like, whoa, crazy. And I was like, okay. What's uh, interesting is I, I don't feel like I've seen outside of like, I feel like current nunneries. I don't feel like I've seen a nun in full nun outfit in a very long time. Yeah. Yeah. They're, uh, we've definitely seen like the sister act uh version yeah you know yeah (laughs) yeah yeah that's another reason it felt it it just made it feel super old-timey I couldn't like I can't place the time that she was from but just this like the severity of the habit just felt super old-timey to me gosh that's Um, so cool I wish you could get like if this was a scary movie you'd be able to get like a picture of like the nuns and you would just see her (laughs) right in the middle just looking at you like or like you would be in the background of the picture or something. Yeah, That's how you would know yeah. it was a time slip. <laughs> That'd be so cool. Uh, or it's a previous version of me. I don't know. Well, my, so my family's from, part of my family's from Pittsburgh. My grandma's sister was a nun. Um, oh. yeah, so I don't know. I don't know if there's any connection. I think I was just like in the right place, in the right mood at the right time. Um, <laughs> sure. Yeah. 
But then this super scary thing, well, it was scary for us. It's probably when I tell it, we'll see. I've never, I've never fully, I don't think told this story, but so I do my podcast. I've been doing it for years and I always ramp it up around Halloween time. And then sometimes mm-hmm. I take breaks. Um, so this was like three years ago. I know it was definitely pre pandemic. So it must've been 2019. And I did in like September, I did, uh, I was freelance at the time. So I worked from home and my husband would, um, go to work every day. So I had, I was home alone and in Brooklyn, New York. So I would have comedians come over and I would pick like a day. I'd be like, okay, on Tuesday, I'm going to do like six back to back. And I had people coming in because this was before recording on zoom. Yeah. I still, I still like to do batch recordings. I don't know why. And I would just have people be like, this day is dedicated to recording the podcast. And so I felt like, and I had like three or four of those days in a row. And I was really scaring myself because some of the stories were really freaking me out. Um, (laughs) And like, even especially the ones like from Brooklyn and like two comedians who didn't know each other that I knew both of them had seen the same ghost. <gasps> so I like, yeah, oh, that's no. crazy. <laughs> yeah. So I like put them in touch and it was like, one guy had a picture of this ghost and I was like, this is the exact ghost that she's describing and they live in the same neighborhood. And I was like, oh my God. So I kind of set them up on like a little ghost date. Um, that's so cool. <laughs> But yeah, so I had I had been freaking myself out with all these ghost stories, and I our apartment didn't have like a ton of windows. It was small. It's Brooklyn, and I felt like I was just kind of trapping myself in this apartment with all of these feelings and yeah, whatever, all this sure. fear. And I have a lot of trouble sleeping. Uh, this is before I was regularly taking weed at night, you know, <laughs> nice. which helps a lot with that. So anyway. I was getting all freaked out and I was telling my husband, Chris, like, oh God, I would tell him like the stories when he would get home from work. I'd be like, oh man, today I recorded this and this and this, you know, whatever this girl found bones and this, whatever he, he loves scary stuff, but he does not, he's not a big believer. Mm, Interesting. Yeah. He just loves it for like the entertainment. And so one day we're in the kitchen and I'm telling, which is also the living room because it's New York and I'm telling him about the scary stuff and how much it freaked me out. And then there's just this thud in the bedroom. And so we go into the bedroom and in our room, there was like floating shelves and my husband always wears hats and he has a huge hat collection. And it was one hat out of a stack of hats that was right in the middle of the bedroom floor. So like you, like there's no way to gen, like you have to very gingerly take off the top hat if that's the hat that you want. And then there's like other hats like, and, but then we had heard it like thud and it was just like so far from the shelf that we were like, why is, what is happening with your hat? So we are like, okay, that's weird. But like, I was yeah. like, Ooh, ghost. And he was like, oh, shut up. <laughs> Uh, he was like, this stuff isn't really real. And we were like, okay, okay, okay. So then um, that night um, I went to bed and I felt Chris get in the bed with me. And then I found out that he actually fell asleep on the couch and he never got in the bed. Oh. So now I'm so scared at this point because mm-hmm. I like, I tell him the next day, I'm like, oh my God. But I was like, you didn't get in bed at all, not even for a little bit. And he was like, no, I just like stayed up watching sports and I passed down on the couch. And I was like, 
okay, what is happening? You know? And, Mm -hmm. um, so then I told him that and I was really freaked out and he's kind of like, you're just scaring yourself. You're like ramping yourself up with all these stories. So then the next night I'm in the bathroom doing my elaborate skincare night routine. And he, I come in from the bathroom and he was like, you were just in here. And I was like, no, I wasn't. And he was like, I felt the covers move. You were just in here. And I was like, no, I wasn't. And he was Mm -hmm. like, you were trying to scare me now. And I was like, no, I was in the bathroom. I'm not going to break up my elaborate skincare routine. (laughs) I'm going to do it in a different way. And so then he got actually freaked out and we were like, okay, there's something that's like messing with us. And now it's been two times in the bed and that's the scariest place. Mm. Have you ever felt emotions? Then do we have the podcast for you. Feel Feelings is a weekly podcast where comedians Danny Getz and George Bruderman sit down with some of the funniest, emotionally distraught people, i.e. comedians, they know, and talk feelings. Every Friday, hear very funny people reminisce on Ren and Stimpy, worry about the Wizard of Oz, and emote over their emo phase. Check out Feel Feelings with Danny and George, a show about feelings and the things that make you feel them. And so, yeah, so we, there's a gem store, like a, you know, stone store, um, all, yeah, in, in Brooklyn, not far from where we lived. And so we went there and we were like, all right, I, we probably, we probably sound so lame, but like, we need some sage. Um, and it was like late, I think it was like late September. And the woman working was like, uh, so many people come around this time of year. And I was like, oh yeah. I was like, we're probably just like scaring ourselves. And she's like, nah, not really. I mean, we all like you summon this stuff around this time this happens. And she was like, do you know how to use it? And I was like, you just burn, burn it. And then it goes away. And she was like, no, you have to open, you have to be in a good mood and like good spirits. Like don't be scared. Mm-hmm. And so then you open all your windows, which we had like two and your door and you ask it, you invite the spirits to leave. Oh. Yeah. So we took back the sage and we, uh, we were like, okay, how do we make sure? Cause I was like, I'm so scared. I'm like, I haven't been sleeping in the last couple nights. And so we got drunk. Because we were like, how can we ensure that? (laughs) That's perfect. Yeah. Well, we got drunk and then we were like, I mean, tipsy, you know, not enough to like, not like scary level of like lighting a fire here, lighting the sage. So we had a couple drinks and then we um, opened the windows and the doors and we invited it to leave through whichever one it wanted and apologized there weren't more and said, thanks so much. We got scared. Goodbye. And then we never had a problem ever again. So it was a pretty fast solution, but I definitely feel like bringing, it made me realize that like, I, like, like you were saying, like you, you can open yourself up and like, I am in control of this to an extent. Like there are certain things that I'll never be able to, you know, I'm not going to be like a full blown medium or something, but, um, opening yourself up to this, I think it's, it's real. Like, I think, I think that stuff was stuff. Like that was stuff that happened and we both scared each other. We've never had anything like that. It's not like we always think each other are coming in and out of bed. The only other time that anything ever happened was once when we were dating. And for some reason I woke up or I woke him up and I was dead asleep and I was going, 
<laughs> part two and ghosts, like a nice. bad audition for ghosts. <laughs> yeah, I scared the shit out of him, but that was like that was me having a bad dream, I think. And mm. just like Yeah. So I so it kind of taught me to like like keep going with this stuff, but like be a little bit careful because sure. it's like I can make stuff happen and like he can make stuff happen and and bringing weird energy in the house, like to me the that was proof that it was like real, even though it's not as exciting as like, you know, dishes weren't flying around and stuff, but it was real as anything to us, you know? That's incredible. I love that it like, it got in bed with both of you. Like it wasn't like he preferred one of you is like, nah, I'm here to send a message. Right. Right. Totally. You know? <laughs> it was, yeah. It was, it's, it was so weird. And that feeling of like, I mean, everyone knows the feeling of like a bed depression and like, like the, the mm-hmm. feels like something taking a little bit of your blanket away from you because then you're like ah, give me it um, no, yeah. <laughs> um yeah and it's just so like it was wild yeah do you think you know like who brought it are you like it was that person I know it you don't have to name them but do you have no like, an idea? I I totally I it was the I think it was literally like the culmination of all of it because I would get right. so by the end of the day I was like so wired and I was like wired and tired from and just so in fear and kind of like mm-hmm. you just can't settle down, you know, you're just jumpy all the time. Oh, like, yeah. Like, yeah. So I just think it was like, I, I don't th- I don't know, like, I don't know what spirit it was. I don't know if it was bad. I don't know if it was good. I don't know if it just wanted attention. And I don't know if it was specific. Like, I don't know if it was one thing or just an energy. Um, but yeah, I definitely uh, I, I think it was just all of it. I think I put myself through all of it, I put myself in a weird headspace. That's so interesting. Cause I do, sometimes I think there are things out there, not to scare you, but like that are attracted to, to like negative energy. Mm-hmm. Like I've heard, I've had stories where things only show up when like shadow people pretty much show up when they're having like a rough light, like a, a hardship in their life. So I'm, I really wonder though, because it wasn't mean to you. You know, like, it's hard to think, like, I'm like, what? They just stopped in to, like, spook you a little. And they're like, ah, all right. You brought yeah. the sage out. You win this round, you know? I'm, I mean, yeah, I, it could have been scarier. But also, like, how for somebody who really doesn't see ghosts regularly or feel ghosts or feel their presence, this entity must have had to work so hard. <laughs> they they had to you use know? up all their juice. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like how many ghosts have That's tried so to get funny. into bed with me and I've been like, I don't know, I'm too dumb. Feel like, <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. And I have no idea if it would have gone on to be more negative or more positive if we had kept it around, but I was definitely too afraid to find out. And I definitely agree that like negative energy attracts something, something yucky. It's so interesting because I've never thought about this, but the house I grew up in is relatively large. So I think it being haunted was never that scary. But we lived in Philly in like a one bedroom. And I had kind of the same thing where I would it would be like midnight and I would just be finishing one of the podcasts and the whole vibe in the place was different. And I wonder if it's because like the space is smaller, like it does it's just inherently more like negative and scary. 
because there's nowhere to go. Like if you're, if like it, it takes the entity so much less time to fill it up. Basically, right. Yeah. And like, there's no like release from it. And especially like, I mean, we were on the first floor, so we didn't have like windows that went down all the way. And there was like bars on the windows and um, it's Red Hook, Brooklyn. It's like not like fancy, you know? Yeah. It's just, I don't know. It's, it's very strange, but I do have to say one good thing about the pandemic is that I have been doing all my recording uh, remotely now. So I feel like like it helps me keep it out of my literal space. That's good. Um, Was the place that you lived in Brooklyn old? Maybe you No, it was new. It was like 2000. It was actually a newer building. It was like 2006 or something like that. And we lived there for six years. So um, yeah. Yeah. And we didn't have any other things. Um, and actually, so we were on the ground floor and then there was a basement apartment and my brother-in-law moved into that apartment over the pandemic. So he never had anything either. It was just like a very, our neighbors, we knew our neighbors, they didn't have anything happen. I feel like it, I really, that's another reason I feel like I really did it. Like I attracted them to the space rather than the other way around. Cause like all the things to like, like no one's having problems, new building. Um, our landlord was like one of those landlords that just like Kramers you basically. He would just open the door with that's asking. hilarious. Like, come in and be like, I need something, I gotta <laughs> you know, like so you're like, okay. Um, so it was very like kind of fun and weird, and we always had people coming in and out of the apartment. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I love that. I do think that you like we've talked about this. I've listened to a couple episodes. I love your show. It's really fun. But you do say a lot. I want this to happen. So you are calling them. <laughs> I'll tell you that. <laughs> like you're putting it out there. Like I feel like there's only a matter of time. So like you saged and I feel like you kind of closed off. Like, you know, when you get scared. And that's what I think too. Sometimes I'm like, maybe my- things aren't happening as frequently for me because anytime it does happen now, like despite my best efforts, I am closing it off a little bit. So I feel like maybe, I don't know, it, it, not to scary, but I'm like, I feel like it's only a matter of time before Before something happens again. Yeah. Well, I kind of wanted to open a door again because before I got my pendulum and before I started like bulk recording for this, um, season of the podcast, I was at, um, a fundraiser and part of the fundraiser was you could if you like donate some money you can get your tarot cards read and again I was still obsessed with is this thing that I've just been presenting around right. like gonna sell and the lady was like something really good's gonna sell for you soon and I was like is it what I, I know I was like freaking out but later yeah. I was like this lady's just very good at being in LA um oh <laughs> duh yeah maybe, yeah maybe. I don't know but then I saw her a couple of weeks later and she is just a normal person it was just a friend of a friend I don't know anyway but she was like my my tarot was so good and I was so inspired by it that I kind of wanted to like reopen those doors and see what else I could figure out but I mean I don't know I I'm like what is the point but I guess I'm always worrying and I think in creative careers especially like you're always worrying about where your next paycheck's coming from and you're always you know as as much as you're trying to not do this you're preparing yourself to make sure that you're on the right track I think a lot of times even if you're happy for the people that are you know in your class or whatever um and so I get freaked out constantly that I'm not doing the right thing or whatever. And so it was just like really relieving to have some time 
where I wasn't thinking about that. And I was just confident that I was good and right. And what I was doing was good. Um, And so I think that's kind of what I'm seeking. And it probably could come with like hard work on myself, but I'd rather just have a ghost tell me. (laughs) I think you should um, try to have you tried doing tarot yourself? No, I've never. You should try. Okay. So um, there's this like old rule where your first deck should be like gifted to you, but no one really oh, follows I have that. A deck that's, oh, I you have, do. Okay. So my sister got me a deck and I got kind of annoyed because she loves tarot and I didn't have never heard about it at all. And I was like, this is a gift for you. you oh know? yeah. Um, that's a bad start. Well, well, I'll just grab it. Have to, I like, mean, cleanse it. Well, for like what you're saying, I have a lot of anxiety about everything. Comedy, my life, like I highs and lows when things are going good, they're good when they're bad, they're bad. But tarot, like I've been using again, like manifesting sort of like meditatively. So like if I'm at like a really stressed out part, right? Like I'll cleanse it. I'll do the thing and I'll be like past, present, future. It kind of, I kind of use it almost like therapy, which wouldn't recommend, but but (laughs) in a way it's really helpful for me because it gives you kind of prompts. Like, and I feel like it works so much more for me than my boyfriend. Cause I got one, one time that was so on point, but it also kind of whips you into shape. Like, it's not like, Oh, you will achieve this or you will. It's you're feeling this way, but are you working hard enough? I'm like, damn it. It called me out. Or like, like, you are working hard enough. Just let it happen. Stop focusing so much on it happening you know what I mean so it's a lot more like future based and a lot more like here's what you should consider like I have friends who every morning they just pull one and it's like their thought for the day of like oh okay let's let's think about that why do you think it works so much better for you than your boyfriend I think it's because I believe it and he doesn't and it makes me mad and this is what's so frustrating about non-believers versus believers because they're always like smug like see that didn't work and I'm like it wasn't ever going to because you don't believe in it. Right, right, right. You know, right. like I you never have to. The Yankees were going to win. That's my <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, I think for you, like, I think you would like tarot. I like it. Again, I don't know. It's hard to be like, I'm 100% on board because sometimes you do get readings where you're like, well, this is weird. But it was so accurate for me. And it just made me feel better immediately. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. It puts it into perspective sort of, I guess, but. Yeah, I think I need that a lot, but it's always been hard because I've never been into astrology and now mm. more than ever, I hate it because it's such a trend in stand-up comedy for women to talk about astrology <laughs> and I'm so bored of it. And I don't, I'm so sick of this joke. Here's the joke. Oh, I don't believe in astrology is what a Taurus would say. Everybody does that joke. Um, <laughs> this is such an LA complaint. I feel like in Philadelphia, you would be booed into the street. Oh, New York. Okay. Yeah, maybe I don't know what I'm Brooklyn. talking about because I oh. haven't, I haven't heard mine on my end. It's more like dudes being like, I don't date astrology girls, blah, blah, blah. You know, yes, like that I've heard energy. That too. I've heard that yeah. too. I actually, I heard a guy in LA talk about how he's so sick of having to go on dates with witches, which I yeah. think is a pretty funny premise. That's it's hilarious. Bit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, uh, I like that. I think that's funny. <laughs> sick of like vocal fry. I mean, I hate to call out women, but it is usually women. Uh, vocal Women doing vocal fry and being like, uh, I'm a Sagittarius. So yeah. I that sandwich. And you're like, I hate this. I hate this. This is done. 
over. Um, so yeah. yeah, so I guess like that, I have a little bit of um, hesitancy to buy into any of it just out of like comedic principle. Absolutely. Well, that actually, I, I wanted to ask about how you got into paranormal, but I feel like this is a really good segue to the other question, which is we're both stand-up comedians. And I've talked to a couple of people about this. Some people don't want to make it their niche, even though they've had life altering paranormal experiences, but I really struggle with writing jokes because I believe it's so hard. And I don't know. I just feel like audiences, the like light goes out in their eyes when I, tr- I even bring it up at all. Like, have you tried writing paranormal stuff? Has it worked for you? Um, uh, yeah. So actually, weirdly, my husband has way more paranormal jokes. Um, right. He has a wonderful joke that I love about the Amazon reviews of Ouija boards. <gasps> I talked about that on an episode. It's hilarious. Yeah. So funny. Yeah. Yeah. And like the wide range of like a parts missing to there's a portal to hell in my kitchen. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, It's great. (laughs) And so I I love like his, I think like, yeah, his really silly perspective on it. I personally don't have that many and it's because I don't know. I think it's like a lot of things. Well, first of all, I'm like a person who takes so many years to (sighs) <sighs> to write jokes about things that are like happened to to you or whatever so I, right. I just have a really hard time writing in the moment um and so I wonder if I'll have more later on the whole idea of ghosts as I'm going through you know sure. doing this podcast and having my first experiences or whatever but I I feel like yeah I don't because my experiences weren't that strong I don't want to do storytelling about right. it but then also like if you're like I'm a believer like that's like you're already alienating you know yeah. the audience and so I think just being like super goofy with it um my boss who's like I'm not a comedian I'm like you executive produce a television show <laughs> comedy. I don't know what you think that that is but uh but he just like went on it he was just on my podcast today and he just went on a tangent uh about what kind of ghosts he would be and like that is like silly and fun and that is really yeah, funny. I think it's like it's gotta there's gotta be something that we can do <laughs> but, yeah and I think it might be it must be like getting it from a different perspective but I also think that I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and say it I think men have a little bit of an easier time with something that is unexpected right so like in, in that way like it's the spiritual realm I think belongs more to women generally mm-hmm. they have more of the experiences and so um and the and then again the whole sort of exhausting I own a crystal store type of comedy is its own annoying genre so I I worry that audiences might think you have to buy you have to buy it back fast you know right right or they, they think that we're just like hacks who like just want to talk about their crystals that's so interesting I've never thought about how it is it is interest it is pretty feminine like even like mediums like it getting passed down family lineages it's usually like on on like the woman's side not totally men are just shut off from that so much more general they're just really like closed but so then it's like so much more surprising and delighting, kind of like when a man holds a baby, everyone's like, oh my God, I'm <laughs> right. like, I hold this baby 23 All hours All the day. time. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I kind of think there is something like inherently charming about it, as annoying as that is when a man starts talking about that. It doesn't mean that we can't and it doesn't mean we shouldn't. I think we just have to be like, oh, fuck, I got to buy this back real fast and get him laughing real fast. And, yeah. Uh, that's a big burden. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just don't want to feel like I have to give up like, like my show, I believe everybody. I'm not going to go on there and turn around and be like, you know, make fun of it. Like punch down to me is like what it is. Um, 
I don't know, but at the same time, I feel like the paranormal has to be the punchlines then. And I'm sorry, you probably did not expect to have to talk about no, it. Now, but like I hadn't thought about it. But, but yeah. Cause like I I've I've written, I grew up in a haunted house many times. But I feel like if that's the intro, the surprise has to be like something else. Not something that has nothing to do with the paranormal. You know what it I mean? Yeah. Well then I, that reminds me of like, cause I, I was a journalism major in college and then I was like a journalist briefly. And I remember, and then I, this is also like for writing monologue jokes. Um, the, the headline can't be more interesting than the punchline. Right. 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 So if the headline is so it's like, Holy shit, there's a ghost. And then you have a punchline and it's fine. But it's everyone's like, like but the ghost though tell yeah. us about the ghost <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So I wonder if there's a way of speaking about it more generally or 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 maybe it's storytelling that storytelling, you have yeah. so many legitimate like you have like so many stories that like it could be a good like really fun yeah like 10 minute story yeah I haven't figured it out yet are you looking to have like this like be your niche like paranormal comic or like are you trying to stay away from it well neither I just um I try to with everything related to comedy and work I just in creative stuff I just try to follow momentum like I know that I love to talk about ghosts and think about it and it satisfies some spiritual thing and some like for adventure um and so to stand up comedy and so when those things enter when they when they cross paths that's great but I'm not going to force anything because I don't know I mean it's hard enough to write a joke about anything so right. like you know yeah. like if, if yeah 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 I mean and I also think that sometimes like I, I could probably put more effort into doing that like I was forcing myself to write a joke for so long about the time I got dumped during sex and I was forcing <laughs> it. And oh, it took man. me so long, but I got it. And when I got it, I was like, I'm so glad I did all those like 20 minutes, just like free writing on my computer. Right. Then, you know, like, so I also, this is me just, um, you know, making excuses for being lazy. To <laughs> no, that sounds like the opposite. It sounds like you really worked at it. And that's the best feeling. There's so many times where I'm like, I know. I just sit there like a crazy person, like, like the Charlie from it's always sunny with all the lines, like there's something. And, and then like my boyfriend will like say, what about this? I'm like, that's not it. And, yeah. I don't know. I don't get know. If you, yeah. <laughs> you're ruining it. No. Um, so I totally get that. And that's kind of how I am with ghost jokes. I'm just like, I can do this, but it's not working yet. And I'm so mad. <laughs> Like, I want you guys to like it. Please. I'm I'm trying to speak for you. And if it's like ghosts, come on and give me a punchline or something. Yeah. 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 Be a muse or something. Like, or get out of here. Like, yeah. Um, But that actually, you talking about your interests, I would love to hear, because you haven't had experiences like growing up or whatever. So like, what really pulled you into, you know, paranormal podcasting or just the paranormal in general? I always loved scary stuff. Um, ever since I was a kid, I loved like horror movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I'm so scared of them. I mean, I'm old enough to like have grown up when there's video stores and the guy at the video, the owner of the video store would like turn the um, Freddy Krueger life-size cutout around when we would approach with, I would approach with my parents because he knew that I would just cry and freak out, but also like, <laughs> run away from it. I love um, that. Okay. So I don't know. I just, I always love scary stuff. When I was in middle school, me and two friends decided we we're going to, 
be the craft basically but oh we didn't heck yeah and we we're like oh that's why it's not working but we put all kinds of um curses on uh our sisters and stuff nice. <laughs> so I guess sure. um I don't know yeah I just I've always felt very drawn to it and always been I another thing I think kind of is kind of a crossover between comedy and paranormal stuff is looking at the world and saying is this it like yeah yeah everyone's acting like this is so normal and this is not okay you know yeah, you just have totally. that perspective of like wait we're not going to talk about what happens when we die and we're not <laughs> yeah. gonna about, like we're not going to talk about like why there's so much injustice and why everyone does this and why everyone orders like this at chipotle and why all this stuff when like, no one's saying anything and you just right. feel like you're the only one and you're insane and um and i think that like itch to get it out is like a yeah there's a big crossover in that venn diagram too um, yeah i think it. with Oops, sorry. What were we going to say? Oh, I didn't mean to no, cut no. you <laughs> I just think you made like such a good point. That was so exciting. Like I, I've always felt like horror and comedy are like so close. A lot of people say that because it's all about like creating tension and alleviating it in fun ways. And I've found doing this podcast, though it is like really scary stories, I do try my best to like make it silly. And I love that feeling of just like, oh, this is supposed to be terrible or like really horrifying but like look at how insane this sounds right. this is like you know like they're gonna really they're gonna try to square up with us like we're st- we're the ones like suffering right now like go be dead you don't have anything else to do you know what I mean like yeah yeah, yeah uh, so yeah, I yeah, just yeah. like I don't know I I think it's really exciting to kind of take like you said like the stuff we shouldn't be laughing about and kind of just getting control back from laughing at it you know Oh yeah, that's actually way more articulate than what I was going for, but I I really like that. <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah, and I've never felt like a connection to spirituality in like church way. So I think it's yeah. like a way of exploring that aspect too that has been so important to so many generations for thousands of years and it's like so lost on such a secular generation. And um yeah, it's a way of saying, let me just like, you know, kick the tires on this topic a little bit. Um yeah, I think it's interesting because I same pretty much upbringing. Like I went to Catholic school. It was I don't know if it was bad for you, but it was terrible for me. I had a bad it's time. The worst experience of my life. My high school experience was like the worst of my life. I I was bullied so bad in middle school. I left before high school. The kids that I knew from kindergarten, I was like, I never want to see you guys again. And I went to a new high school. Isn't That's how it's bad. So it was. horrible the hypocrisy of the way that like like if you see kids being bullied, like fix it don't you know like you are a catholic school like i don't know yeah we had a girl who um was younger she was like one or two years behind me maybe even three i don't know when i when i was a senior this happened and i was like i am so over this place she got caught giving a blowjob to a a guy and they were both like freshmen or he was sophomore or something Mm -hmm. and uh in the locker room and she they they said her name on the loudspeaker and said what happened to the entire school How is that the okay? guy's name and so she got bullied out of school Isn't holy cow horrible and i was like oh i'm done with this, this is like, evil never, this is- yeah this is evil so yeah i have a big high school reunion coming up and i am not Ooh! going <laughs> <laughs> you should like, go uh, you're so successful you'd be like look at me like i did it i don't need you guys um and i don't think anyone would remember me and i probably wouldn't remember them either <laughs> 
I am. Um, I actually in middle school, I went to my uh, my principal, Sister Monica. I hope you're not a principal anymore. And I said, I'm being bullied. Like, can you help me? Uh, if it doesn't get better, I'm going to leave the school because it's really bad. And she basically just looked at me, a, a tiny little eighth grader, and was like, you're going to get bullied everywhere. <gasps> <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, then I'm leaving. Like, whatever. That is so horrible. <laughs> I came to you for help. Uh, so, yeah, I have a very complicated. Uh, but I feel the same way where there was some. I, I, again, I don't know if you actually said this, but like. There are parts of religion that I did find comfort in. So giving it up altogether was really hard for me, but I'm kind of doing the same thing like tarot, like I'm getting a little bit more into like witchy stuff. And it's what, what really blew my mind. And I've talked about this on the podcast before is you can use like religious symbols. Like if you feel like I've always felt really close to Mary. So like you can still have like, you know, a little section devoted to Mary and like, just still celebrate that. Like it doesn't, it's not all or nothing. Like a lot of spells use holy water. And that just like, to me, because my mom was so anti everyone in the church is so like witchcraft is Satan. It's hell. Like, so to like, realize like, Oh, like you don't have to, I mean, I know picking and choosing makes it feel fake, but like the things that stuck with me, like I still get to keep, I just on my own terms, which is really cool. Well, it also, when you say that you can't pick and choose, then it, it takes away control from the individual, which is sort of the point of most right. religions. Um, yeah. Like, Hey, we're going to take care of you when you're dead, but while you're living, we're going to need you for a couple things. You right. Know? Yeah. Um, yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah. I'm sorry. This got like way off topic. This is like, way no, more intense. I love it. That's cool with you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think like, I don't know. I hope you get to experience a lot of a lot of positive paranormal things. It'd be really cool. Um, and if you're ever in the East Coast, let me know because we can go do something spooky. I, I wanted to tell you about um, the Poconos are like really haunted. There's a haunted candle shop not far from me that is haunted Ooh. by monkeys. What? There was like a That's scientist important. that did like testing oh, um, no. to try to cure yellow fever. Oh. And they believe the scientists and the monkeys are still, and it's just an open candle shop. You just go in, there's like candy and candles and monkeys. Is it like a spooky candle shop or is it like a, like a Yankee candle type candle shop? They lean in. So it looks like okay, Yankee good. candle, but they have tours and the tours are really fun. Anyway. Yeah. So if you ever come to the East coast, there's a lot of cool, like haunted places you could check out that are really fun. Yeah. Amazing. I would love to. Yeah. yeah. That's so cool. Cool. Well, thank you for doing the show. Um, oh, where? Yeah. Is this long enough? Is this okay? This is perfect. Yeah. Okay, this is great. A great amount of time. Thank you so much. Um, thank for you for doing it. Me. Yeah, you're great. Um, where can people find you? We talked about all your stuff, so. Um. So you can find me on the internet at emilywintercomedy.com and follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Emily M C Winter. It's Emily McWinter. It's sucks as a handle it's just i am <laughs> um, i am forcing myself to tiktok more but oh well no i'm forcing myself to think about tiktok anymore i love tiktok a lot but i just don't i love it so much that i don't want to make content for it if that makes sense um oh i get it yeah i have a book that i have I, like when, you must buy if you can hear this you must buy it it is called one day smarter it's a fun trivia book um and I think that I would like it if people bought it it came out yeah it came out last year 
And um, it's like a good gifty book. And um, I'm a writer on the show That Girl Lele on Nickelodeon. So if you're six, that's <laughs> check that out. Yeah. So um, your trivia book is just like fun facts. Like, yeah, it's fun cool. facts. Um, basically, they like Penguin Random House wanted a woman uh, to write it because all trivia books have been written by men. Of course. And they wanted some comedic <laughs> background. And I, I had trivia and comedy in my background. So it worked out really well. But one of the things that I am proud of about the book, and I'm glad that we chose to do this, was that everything, um, there's a bibliography in the back. So you know where I got everything. So it's not just like random listicle from like list dot right about you know and you're like okay I don't know what this is um so my sources are as credible as credible can be um yeah and they are all in the back so you can if you're like that can't be real you can actually figure out where it's from so that is something that I'm proud of that's awesome and you didn't have to uh, have to but did you did you sneak anything paranormal in there (laughs) oh and my (laughs) my oh my gosh thank you very much my (laughs) podcast is called comedians with ghost stories and um yeah feature a lot of comedians telling their ghost stories yeah it rocks um you guys should all check it out the the first episode from this season is bonkers from start to finish so yeah <laughs> it's a good yeah. listen yeah it's one of those ones where like once I got off I was like Whew, okay that's the first episode of the season <laughs> like that's yeah that's bananas yeah uh, sometimes you have guests that like just kind of change the way you believe stuff <laughs> and after listening to that episode I had to like r- change some of my beliefs so I was like okay <laughs> I'm so interested what did it make you feel differently about mostly people who like talk to like mediums that talk to dead people I I've always been like highly highly skeptical I think because there's so much emotion there like I'm afraid to allow myself to believe in those people yeah but then listening to that story like and how much anguish she went through like I was like okay like there's some people who absolutely have a connection like can receive it and like even if they're not asking for it yeah no I definitely I get that it's um it's such a rare gift and there's so many frauds out there um when it comes to the medium space in particular I think that like it's hard to wrap your head around but yeah talking to her gave me the chills yeah she was so genuine yeah so everybody check that out and thank you again so much for being on thank you awesome thank you for having me real chills is produced by Meg Getz and Alyssa Chaskowski the show is edited by Dan Getz, theme music by Sam Williamson, and artwork by Buffy the Design Slayer. Subscribe where you get podcasts and follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Real Chills Podcast. Slide into those DMs with your true scary stories. Real Chills Podcast is a member of the Wasted Robot Network. This has been a presentation from the Wasted Robot Network. For more information, and links to other shows please visit www.wastedrobotrecords.com slash podcasts.